0: Welcome to the Conscious Relationship and Coupling and Parenting Summit. It's me, Lucia Gabriela, your host and producer. And today we have the honor to introduce you an incredible woman, mother, and educator. Her name is Lea Markdamut. But before we learn more about her, let's read who she is. Leah is a mother of two, natural parenting coach, and education consultant dedicated to helping today's adult raise a generation of conscious and passionate children through connection to themselves, each other, and the natural world around them. She adapted mainly through her work in her business, Your Natural Learner, where she provides nature-inspired curriculum, ebook for helpful learning, online courses for parents and teachers, in-person workshops and events, and private coaching and consulting services. As a former master educator, Working in a variety of school environments, ranging from early childhood education through high school years, Leah noticed many years ago the disconnection that children were showing. Disconnection from their parents, the natural world, ultimately from their sense of self. After leaving the classroom, after having her first son, she immediately decided she had to find a way to help facilitate a reconnection to the natural world for children just like the one she worked with in her teaching years. It was here that her life's work was born. And since 2011, Leah has been helping families and educators transform the way they connect with their children, making her mission to change the world one child at a time. Thank you so much, Leah, for saying yes to the summit and joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure, really true pleasure to uh, get to know you a little more and learn from you. But before we dive deep into your amazing wisdom that we're so excited to learn today, we would like to know how do you start the journey of conscious parenting?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, as my bio says there, I was a, a teacher for many years before I had my own children, and um, I think that becoming a parent changes a, a teacher, you know, tremendously. Of course, it changes us uh, all around, but um, really through my work as an educator, I saw a huge disconnect between Uh, nature mostly is where I really noticed that there was a disconnect that children weren't spending enough time outside they weren't um, Connected to the food that they were eating or each other or just you know the seasonal changes And those are things I really started to notice and research Um, And then when I became a parent, you know So much more of the work that I was doing made sense And I really wanted to make more changes not only in my life for my own children But for as many children around the world as I could and that's kind of how my work was born um, to be able to reach out and help as many parents and and teachers as I can
0: beautiful Today's topic is about consciously connected parenting through the power of yes we are so excited to learn from you today Leah so here we go Yes, thank you so
1: much. I'm really excited to share this topic with uh, you and your audience and everyone listening today. So uh, as Lucia mentioned, we're going to be talking about consciously connected parenting through the power of yes. Um, Now, I know that's kind of wordy and there's a lot of uh, things in there, but it will all make sense as we go through. So the first thing that's really, really important to recognize, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit in the little pre-chat there, but it's really important that we understand how busy our worlds as adults already are. We have a whole list of things that we do in our personal lives, and then we have everything that's going on in our home, keeping the house clean and cooking meals and making sure everyone's healthy and has clean clothes and the house is straightened up. Um, we have our work, whether we are career parents or whether we are entrepreneurs, our list of things to do with work, Is never ending. And then we have all of the extra things that we say yes to in our lives. So extracurricular things that we sign up our children to do, or things that we sign up for ourselves. We have a self-care routine. So obviously we're so, so busy already as adults. And when we subscribe to the busyness, when we say yes to always feeling rushed, always having somewhere to go, something to do, somewhere to be, and never slowing down we're subscribing to that busyness. We're saying that that's okay. And through doing that, you're making a conscious choice to choose a lack of connection because unfortunately, it is impossible to be busy and connected, you cannot be running around constantly doing something, always feeling like you're running behind or you're late, or there's things that you didn't do that you should have done. And also have a conscious connection to those around you. Throughout this summit, you're going to be hearing all kinds of amazing things about how to connect to partners or um, you know lots of relationships in your lives. You know, specifically in mine, we're talking about the connection to your children, but it's true across the board you cannot be incredibly busy and connected in your life a good example to think about and I know that this has happened to me many times on both sides and I'm sure it's happened to you but if you think about a time when maybe you were um, on your phone answering an email or you were really focused on you know doing something on your phone and your child was trying to tell you something maybe it was a story about something that happened at school or maybe they wanted to show you something that they had created but you were really focused on that work email that you were sending or that reply to somebody that was a little bit delayed and you weren't able to actually give your attention to both of those things and maybe your child even noticed and said mommy you're not listening to me right now or they just kind of stopped talking or they repeated your name several times to get your attention it's impossible to be busy and connected and that's what we're going to talk about today So something, unfortunately, that I've noticed a lot through my many years of working with families and children um, of all varieties all over the world is the beauty is that our children are still untainted by this. They do not feel that need to constantly rush. They don't feel the need to always be busy. They are still Curious. They are still slow. They still see beauty in tiny things, in small things, in little events. They know they don't feel like we do because of the pressures of society or our families. Whatever it might be, they don't feel the constant need to rush. And a lot of families will butt heads over that because the children are taking their time doing something. And the adults who are very busy and very rushed are feeling almost like it's personal, like they have somewhere they really need to be. And their child is slowing them down, and there's some disconnection there. And what I'd like to ask you is to have you do is to ask yourself how often are you asking your child to hurry up? You know This is a phrase that I hear all the time, and I'm even guilty of saying it sometimes, is hurry up, hurry up, we're going to be late. Please move faster, what are you doing? Please hurry up. And what I challenge you then to ask yourself is, do you ever stop to ask your child what they're doing in that moment? Instead of rushing them along, instead of placing your agenda on your child, ask them what they're doing because you're going to not only connect with them, you're making that space and holding that space to connect with your child in that moment, but you're also allowing yourself the time to slow down and realize what's going on in your child's world and it helps both of you tremendously. It is an instant shift in how you're relating to each other, how you relate to the world around you and how your child is relating to the world around them. So this is just an example here. Um, I. Also, used to be someone who was very very busy uh, even though you know I, I my life's work and my mission is all about um, connection I too have found myself many times uh, just being too busy saying yes to too many things committing to too many things you know I am a, an entrepreneur as a and a business owner I am and I'm a one-woman show I don't have assistance or anything I have two children we homeschool them um, we travel frequently so there is a lot going on in my life that I, if I'm not careful, can fall into the trap of hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And it was this moment right here in this photo actually that happened about a year and a half ago that really shifted a lot of things for me. So we were out on a hike, we were on this trail here you can see, this is near my home here in um, in Oregon. And. I found myself, even though I was out in nature, I was with my family, we should have been connected and having fun and it's peaceful and calm and beautiful. And of all the environments in the world, right here in nature with my family, I should have been calm and peaceful and just enjoying the moment. And yet I was still focused on This being another task, just getting it done, getting to the top of the trailhead, finishing the hike, going back down, and then getting on to the next thing for the day. I turned even a peaceful, calming event into something that was just another check mark on my to-do list. And uh, I was walking up the trail and I turned around and I noticed that my son, Charlie, uh, who was I think four and a half or five in that photo, he's about six and a half now, but he was laying on the trail. And I wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, And my gut instinct was to say, come on, Charlie, hurry up. We're going to, we have to finish this hike. But instead, I had an instinctual moment to go back to him and ask him what was going on. Instead of just rushing him along, I went back and I got down on his level and I said, what are we doing? Why are we laying on the ground? And he said, Mommy, there were vultures on the tree ahead, and I wanted to see if they fly down to see if I'm a dead animal. And when I looked up, and as you can see, if you look up in the photo, there were indeed vultures circling around. And so I stepped back and snapped this photo uh, as a reminder for myself. I hang this up in my office and in my home to remind myself all the time of this, you know, slowing down. But he noticed the vultures in the trees because he was actually enjoying the space around him i was too busy rushing to finish the hike that i didn't even notice the birds in the trees i didn't notice what he was doing i didn't see them circling around i missed so many things just because i was rushed and busy that my child who's untainted by that busyness was still able to see and If I had just rushed him and said, hurry up, not only would I have missed that opportunity to connect with my child, but I would have caused him to miss a valuable learning opportunity that he was discovering on his own. So much learning was happening for him in that moment. So that's just an example of one of these moments when you feel like you just need to rush and hurry along, or you feel like it's personal even, that your child is slowing you down on purpose. It's really good to connect with them and ask what is going on in this moment and see how that changes your perspective. Some of the other things that happened because that inspired me so much that now every time I feel like saying hurry up, instead of that, I ask instead of rushing. So, some of the other things that I learned when I started asking was my son told me he was counting his peas when I was. Uh, thinking about asking him to hurry up from eating his dinner or not finishing his dinner fast enough, he was counting his peas, a valuable learning opportunity. One time he was taking forever to get his shoes on and we needed to be somewhere and rush out the door. I was trying to rush out the door and I asked him and he said, I'm trying to decide which shoes are the best shoes. Now as a a woman who has many shoes to choose from, that's something that I go through often. Which shoes are the best shoes? And as an adult, I allow myself as much time as needed to choose my shoes, but I don't always give that opportunity to my child if I'm in a rush. So that was a good learning opportunity too. One time he told me he was singing to the birds when he was lagging behind on a walk. One time he needed to come in from the outdoors to take his bath and get ready for bed, and he told me he was watching a worm to see how fast it could dig. And this is just a few samples of what I've discovered. Very, very rarely do I ask and don't get an answer. Almost always when I feel the need to hurry my children, if I take the time to ask and connect with them instead, there's almost always a really, really good reason that helps me to calm down, to slow down and to connect and see what's going on in my child's untainted mind um, and his curious mind. And it helps me connect with him and it helps me to slow my own life down as well. So again, you know, the title of this was Saying Yes, and I want to bust a little myth here because, you know, this has become kind of a Buzzword phrase. I've seen uh, a couple different things popping up, some different articles, and I actually even just the other day saw uh, Jennifer Garner had shared a video about or an article. I was making the rounds on Facebook that she had taken an entire day of saying yes and that she was just completely exhausted because all of her, all of the things that her children asked her to do that day, she said yes to. Um, And that's fantastic. I think that's a really good idea to have like days of yes. But There there is some myths around what this actually means, so I want to start there. Saying yes does not mean a physical, verbal yes to every single request. So saying yes to your child doesn't mean every time they ask you to buy them a new toy, you do it. It doesn't mean that they get to eat cake cake or ice cream for dinner every night. It doesn't mean they get to stay up late every night just because they asked. That's not what saying yes means very often more often than not saying yes to be consciously connected as a parent it's not even a verbal yes it's a subconscious choice that you are making as the you know fully formed fully emotionally healthy adult to say yes i'm taking the time right now to connect with my child yes i'm taking the time to allow my child to learn and to explore and to grow you know we are so busy in our own lives that we often if we stop for a minute we can honestly say how how not great that makes us feel we don't like to feel rushed we don't like to feel exhausted and we certainly as parents would never wish that on our children i don't want my children to grow up feeling like they have to always be busy, or I don't want them to ever lose that desire to lay on a trail to see what the birds do. And yet, if I don't model that to them, if I don't show them that I am slowing down in my life, if I don't show them that there are times when it is okay to drop everything and watch a worm, then I am not helping them to grow up the way I want them to grow up most likely if i don't do the work to model this to them they're going to be they're going to succumb to the peer pressure of society around them to be busy 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 all the time and burn out and have that exhaustion and that overwhelm that so many of us right now are feeling in our lives so do this not only as a as a chance to connect now while your child is younger but as a very important step that you're taking to help them grow up differently. So that's an important uh, distinction to make there, that many times the act of saying yes isn't something that's verbal. It isn't you actually saying it to your child. It's more that you are saying it to yourself in the moment. Now, when it's a physical yes or an actual verbal yes, it's dropping whatever you're doing To give your child the time they need with you more often than not especially for young children who haven't fully developed their emotional capabilities yet when they ask you to do something with them or to help you help them with something it's because they're feeling a lack of connection it's because they're feeling like they need to be more in touch with you so when we're aware of that it's easier to make the time to say yes, to drop what we're doing, to cancel an appointment, or whatever it might be, to give our children the time that they need. Now this is especially true for families who are going through separation, or a divorce, or a death in the family, or any kind of uh, dramatic change to the child where they're going to need additional connection and time together. Um, That's an extra important time to be very, very aware aware of this, by the way. Now, the wonderful thing about saying yes, another wonderful thing, if you will, about saying yes subconsciously and verbally is that it allows us to choose to make the conscious choice to enter the world of our children. So not only is it forcing us to slow down in our own lives. So when I am feeling the instinct to tell my children to hurry up or to move faster, but instead I choose to ask them what they're doing, I am choosing to slow my own world down. Instead of rushing to get them into the car or rushing to get them to where I need to be next, I am forcing myself to slow my life down. But I'm also forcing myself to ask to enter my child's world. As you can see, simply by that photo that I shared of my child lying on the trail, the world of a child is very different. Again, it's untainted by busyness. It's curious. It's imaginative. It's playful. uh, It's creative. And the more that we busy ourselves as adults, the further away from that world we, we travel. And so when I take the time to say yes to my children, I am entering into that world of slowing down, of being curious, of being creative. And it allows us the opportunity to connect on a very deep and meaningful level with our children instead of just appeasing them or, you know, oh, what are you doing? Oh, that looks great. That kind of conversation sort of just, you know, the conversation I'm talking about where they want to show you something and you just sort of say yes to move the conversation along. Instead of that superficial conversation, actually connecting, seeing what they're doing, getting down physically on their eye level and connecting, it's just going to completely transform your relationship with your child. Now, this is an important uh, thing here. Yeses cannot just come. You have to make physical and mental space for them. So as much as you might want to just start saying a mental yes to your child whenever it's needed, the reality is that if you have created a schedule and a life that is so busy, you literally do not have the time to ever say yes, that is a problem. So. You know, if you have all of these commitments that you've made where you don't have even a spare second to ask your child why they are going slowly or why they're not rushing along with you, um, then you have not allowed that space for those yeses to come. And so you need to do a little bit of work to make that happen. Now, the truth about this, it's good news and it's bad news, um, the truth is that you are pretty much the only one that's in your own way. We put ourselves in these boxes. We set ourselves up with this constant panic of needing to feel busy. We have, you know, especially in the Western world, all of these societal pressures to be as busy as possible. We have as mothers that are listening so much pressure to be the best mother, uh, you know, to be the mom that makes fancy lunches, the mom who has the perfectly clean house, the mom who always looks fancy, the mom the you know this mom that mom perfect mom we have that kind of pressure the mom that goes to every playgroup and every uh, extracurricular activity and every school meeting We might have family or cultural pressure to be a certain thing, to have a certain career, or to act a certain way. All of these pressures that we allow ourselves to succumb to, to create this feeling of panic, overwhelm, exhaustion, just constant busyness, as much as we would like to blame other people for putting that on us, on our shoulders, the reality is that we are the ones who choose that. You still get to choose your own life, your own path, um, which I'm sure has been talked about other at other points in this wonderful summit. But we have to get out of our own way here. You have to make the decisions to Get out of that if it is causing you so much time that you literally can't say yes to your children when they need you. So there is a really easy way to get out of this if you're feeling like this is resonating with you. Sit down with a journal or a piece of paper and set your priorities. Typically, your priorities are two to three or four simple things in your life that are more important than anything else. If everything else was taken away from you, what would the three things in your life be that are most important? Obviously, most likely number one is connection with the people that you love. So maybe that's your children, maybe that's a partner, uh, maybe that's family members, maybe it's a very good friend. Um, But connection with those people is of most value, right? Having somebody that we love and that loves us back is, you know, the bedrock of feeling successful in life. So that could be one priority. And then wherever you are in your life's journey right now, you might have a couple other priorities. Maybe it's self care, um, maybe it's, you know, a healthy diet changes, whatever those might be. So sit down, get very honest and clear with yourself, and set those two to three priorities. Once you've done that, You now have the power to create and hold space for those priorities. And what that means is that you now get to decide that anything in your life that is not aligning with those priorities, that is not pushing you closer to them, that is not of equal importance. You are now allowed and have given yourself the permission to say no to those things. Anything can be pushed aside when you define that it's no longer serving us. Toxic relationships, um, commitments that you've made, a job that you don't enjoy that takes you away from your family, whatever it might be that is pushing you away from those priorities, you now have made a conscious decision and have and hold the power to push all of those things aside. And as parents, when that first priority is connection with your children, we have to be extra protective of our time and our space with them. Because as you know very well, that time flies by. It feels like yesterday that my child was just a tiny baby in my arms and now he's running around the neighborhood riding bikes and reading books. Um, And it just flies so quickly. And if you don't take the time when they are younger and when they are with you to make those connections, you might lose your opportunity. So if you have young children at home, I highly recommend you do this. Set those priorities, make space for those yeses so that you can allow them to come when your children need them most. Now here is one very, very simple thing that you can do that I'm gonna challenge you to do to move this forward. The very next time your child asks you to do something, say yes. Maybe it will be a mental yes. Maybe it will be a verbal yes. But the next time your child asks you to do something, say yes no matter what and see how it transform, transforms you and your child and your relationship. So if you are about to head out the door, you have your briefcase, you have your purse, you are out the door for work or for an appointment, and your child asks you to build blocks with them, say yes anyway. You can be five minutes late for work. You can build one tower with your child. You can show them that their connection with you means more than anything else to you, and you can take five minutes to do that. Your yes doesn't have to be an hour. Your yes can be just a few minutes, and then you can give your child a hug and say you have to go to work, and you can be a couple minutes late. If your child asks you to tie their shoes, even though you know they know how to do it themselves, Say yes, and this is a big one. A lot of times, there's so many, um, you know, advice books and columns out there that tell us that we should be raising independent children and that we shouldn't do things for them if they know how to do it themselves. That that's going to teach them to be lazy or that they're too dependent. But the opposite is actually true. If your child asks you to do something for them that they already know how to do, there's simply, it's like a subconscious need to check that you care. They want to know that you still support them. You know, growing up and becoming independent is scary for a child, even though they want to be bigger and they want to do all the things that grown-ups do. It's still a very scary process. And so when your child asks you to do something for them, don't always fall into the trap of saying, you know how to do that yourself, or you can do that on your own. Um, You know, take the time to say yes and connect with them and help them do that thing that they already know how to do. Um, If your child, this is kind of a silly one, but it's actually a reality (laughs) for me, something that actually happened. Um, If they ask you something super silly, like, can I eat breakfast with a clothespin (laughs) instead of a fork? um, Your gut reaction might be to say, of course not, that's silly, we don't do that, uh, or think about a societal pressure. Say yes anyway. And like I said, this actually happened to me one time, um, my son, when he was about three or four he asked me if he could eat his breakfast, which was scrambled eggs with a clothespin instead of a fork. And of course, my gut reaction was to say, of course not, we don't eat with clothespins. But instead, I said, of course you can. And he did. And it was amazing to watch that unfold. Because he ate every bite. First of all, I didn't have to ask him to eat three more bites or please finish his plate. He actually ate every single bite because it became a fun experience. And also watching him, you know, use that, the manual dexterity and the focus that he had to do to pick up eggs with a clothespin, which is a lot harder than it sounds. Um, he was learning so much and focusing so much in that, in in that uh, moment. So I really was able to, um, it was such a great learning experience. Not only did he see me saying yes to him to something that I might normally have said no to, um, but he was really learning in that moment. And I provided that opportunity and invited myself into his world in the same moment. So truly doing this as simple as it might be, you can see instant shifts, especially if this has not been a common practice for you, Um, if you aren't the type of parent to say yes more often than not, um, it will be amazing to see the light in your child's eyes when they are expecting a no and they get a yes. And you will respond to that and it just is an amazing and instant shift in the dynamic and your relationship. So now I just want to share with you really briefly here, if you'd like to take this one step further, continue this journey of conscious connection through parenting and with your children, I do have a pretty simple um, opportunity here. It's called the 30 Days of Connection. It's basically a like a journal almost it comes through your email and every day for 30 days I walk you step by step through this transformational journey you get thought-provoking prompts to help you um, you know maybe connect with your inner child a little bit or to um, really adhere to what's going on in your life and through your child and then some tips for connection with your children regardless of age so whether you have you know infants at home or teenagers there are tips for everybody in this 30 days of connection and it really helps helps you in one month to just take all of this um, information that I talked about today was really uh, just one day of the 30 days of connection. The saying yes is one day. So we can go so much further in 30 days together. And you can start that journey at yournaturallearner.com slash 30 days of connection for just uh, $10. So that is it from me.
0: Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> let's just say yes. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, I have a few questions for you from parent to parent. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm already getting my yes yeah from you. That's <laughs> <Sounds> great, right? <laughs> so, if I am on my way to work, let's say, you mentioned about the building block. And they asked me for to do the building block with the child. And you know, some parents will maybe asking this. What if the child self, you give them the five minute, but then they're giving you a hard time because they don't want you to live at all? Mm. Is there something at a deeper level that would need to be addressed? Absolutely, yeah. So
1: typically, um, If they're used to hearing that, no, mommy has to go. I'm going to be late, and then they do get that yes. Typically, that simple, you know, the reaction of, oh my gosh, she's actually taking the time with me here, um, usually is enough because then you've connected, you've entered their world, you get down on their level, you spend those five minutes, and then you can, you know, say, okay, mommy really has to go now. Um, When we get home, let's build again, and you you help them look forward to the future more often than not that actually will will you know appease the situation now if you're still you know having the child is very upset and doesn't want you to leave then i i agree absolutely there's some deeper feelings that the child is having that you know you can continue to address through connection with them the deeper of a relationship you build with your child especially the younger ones the easier those separations are when they're necessary and also from
0: what I'm like, I'm learning from some of the speakers in this summer, too, is that when a child is actually having some kind of like uh, temper tantrum or, or even anger or some kind of like emotional inevitability is is because at some deep level, some of their needs are not being met. So it's important that connection must be the priority in our life and with our kids. So, Thank you for that reminder and that beautiful. So how do you deal with temper tantrums? You know, we are in the supermarket. I remember my daughter being three years old, or even in a car when you're driving, and they give you this temper tantrum when you're driving, and you're like, literally, it's like, you just don't know what to do. How do you deal with them?
1: Yeah, you know, something that really helped me with that is um, repeating the phrase to myself, my child is not giving me a hard time, they're having a hard time. And so it's really about... um, separating it from you, it's not your problem, it's not, and, you know, and they're really hard in public, you know, at the supermarket or we're on the playground. Um, It's very hard not to feel embarrassed or like a bad mother and not to make it about you. But in that moment, you have to separate it. This isn't about me. It's about my child. You know, temper tantrums or, you know, meltdowns or whatever name we put on uh, emotional outbursts in a child, those things happen because our children are not emotionally developed enough to handle a feeling that they're having. So just like you said, it's it's because a deeper need isn't being met. Maybe they aren't able to verbalize what's frustrating them or upsetting them and so they have an outburst um, or maybe they, you know, that's most likely it. They're feeling disconnected from you or there's something they wanted to finish and you didn't know that. There's some disconnection when that event is happening. And so the most important thing is to first center yourself in that moment and and separate, you know, your feelings from what's happening with your child, and then get on their level and just be there and connect with them, offer a hug, do something silly to break the tension, ask what, how can I help you? Is there something that we can communicate, you know, depending on your child's age, then at that point, it's can we talk about it? Or do you just need, you know, physical affection, and just being there with the child instead of, Getting angry or getting frustrated, you know, it's your responsibility as the parent in those moments to bring calm to the situation instead of matching your child's frustration or getting more angry because it's just going to turn into a tornado of anger um, if everyone is frustrated. So if you see it as your job to just bring that calm and that peace, things can move along a lot quicker.
0: Beautiful. I love when you actually mention. That you have to make space for your yes, yeses, physically and mentally, mm-hmm. um, is just resonated so well. Like, is the same way that many of us were creating that sacred space for, for the healing to happen, for the transformation to happen. Why not creating that sacred space for that yes, right, or that conscious now, right, of like that boundary aspect of it? So I love, I love your point in that, and, so. We are parent in this summit. Uh, we're following through your, you know, suggestions and other speaker suggestions. And we're growing, we're evolving, we're doing our inner work as mm-hmm. parent And also we're creating that safe space for our kids to grow as a conscious being. But they are not alone in this world and mm-hmm. they have other people involved in their life. We have you know, um, we Have blended families, and they sometimes they go to the dad or mom, and we are separated or divorced. And sometimes they go to grandma and grandpa with the ankles if they need you know to spend days with them, and even the teachers at school. Mm-hmm. How can we help our kids to cope mm-hmm. with those individuals in their life not really being the same pitch as we are with the young? How can we help them to really? Don't take it personal because then they're going to feel isolated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's challenging. Your children are, you know, in today's world, our children are going everywhere. They're not with you all the time, you know, most likely. And they're, like you said, if we're a blended family or a co-parenting situation where they're going elsewhere. And like you mentioned, even to teachers, you know, the truth is that you can only control you. You can share information, you can, you know, share with other parents or other people or other caretakers what you're doing and ask that they help, but you only can control you and your home. So put all of your energy into that, creating the safest and most loving space so that when your child is away and comes back to you, They know that it's a safe place. They know that your relationship is deep. And, you know, uh, some things, when I work with families who are in the same situation, who are, you know, uh, co-parenting and having those issues where when the child comes back, there's frustration or anger, the first thing that I recommend is some sort of ritual as soon as your child returns. So if they go away to dad's for the weekend, when they come back to you, there's something that is consistent all the time. Maybe it's a family handshake, or maybe it's, you know, a special kind of hug, maybe you go get uh, frozen yogurt together whatever that might be or you read the same book some kind of ritual that reconnects and helps to reset your child's brain almost like okay I'm I'm home or I'm with some you know I'm with this person that I feel safe with and then also understanding that any sort of if especially during those transition periods any sort of um, you know emotional situations or outbursts that your child might be having again are not related to you and just understanding that if they are having those moments with you where they're crying or they're frustrated or they're angry, they're doing that because they feel safe with you. You are a safe place for them. So allowing them to have those feelings is very important in a healing process.
0: Beautiful. And before we wrap it up, I have a last question. Sure. That would like um, some kind of like, you know, uh, your input in this. Mm. You know, when I was uh, was pregnant, pretty much, I used to watch The Super Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that because oh, yeah. I thought I was doing a great job when I was putting my daughter on timeout, and she was mm-hmm. good on timeout. Uh, when I put her like a very young age, and he was like, "But that's the model that I follow," because I didn't want to go crazy. I just wanted mm-hmm. to put on a timeout time which I understand some of the, the, the reasons why they, you know, super does whatever she does and right. the way of, of raising these, these different type of, you know, like, I don't know, there's no, there's no connection. There's right. no, the, the way that putting kid in timeout was, it, it was heartbreaking. So mm. she would say something like, I know it's heartbreaking. I know this is, I know this is emotional, but you have to separate yourself from the emotion and actually, put the child on timeout. So we have had a series of parents where they have dissociated themselves from the mm-hmm. the the connection with with the children, and especially when it comes to like timeout, they have disconnected themselves from their own emotion. They have desensitized mm-hmm. their own emotions in their parenting skills. So what I love that you bring in into is that reclaim that mm-hmm connection emotional connection with the children even when we are asking them to take a break mm-hmm. to recenter and to um, To ground and to to enjoy themselves to be fully present in the now because I love the I love your story of your son We teach us that they are living in the now mm-hmm. well, Actually, we are the, the one that live in, in the present and the future, in the future never now. So it's right. either one right <laughs> so what do you have to leverage when it comes to parents that have been following this type of, of, of parenting? Like, how can they can start shifting and connect them more with their emotions?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, you you talked already about, you know, uh, some healing work that people are doing through the summit. And I think that's really, really important. Like, depending on where you are in your journey right now, if you already, if your children are a little bit older, or if you've already felt like you've disconnected a bit, you have to do some healing work yourself, because you're right, not only in those moments where you're separating, you know, if you do timeout or anything like that, where you're separating the child, you're forcing them to not only to deal with their emotions on their own when they're not ready to do that yet, but you, like you mentioned, you're, you're disassociating yourself. And you're allowing yourself to be numb to those feelings. So not only does your child feel disconnected, but so do you. And so before you can truly mend that gap, it's like if you're in a couple's you know, couples therapy, you both have to do your own inner work first. You have to work on yourself before you can reach back out and connect with that person again. So I think you know setting your priorities is very important. The, the exercise that I gave, if you know what's important to you, you're more likely to do the work to get there. Um, but I'm sure there's so many Things in your summit already, so many other great speakers that really are going to help with that, um, that healing inner work of forgiving yourself. You know, when we know better, we do better. So, looking in the past and feeling guilty about that isn't going to help you heal. Feeling, you know, confident about your future and allowing yourself to be forgiven, um, that can go a really long way in doing that inner work to then mend and rebuild that relationship with your child.
0: Thank you, Leah, so much. So how can we get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at my website at yournaturallearner.com, and that's pretty much my handle on all social media. So if you just search Your Natural Learner learner anywhere, you'll find me.
0: Thank you. appreciate you so much. So we appreciate you, our amazing community, for staying yet to our summit and following up all these amazing, incredible episodes about conscious relationship, coupling, and parenting. And we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye.